You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef. I'm Hunter Ehrman, and today I'm joined by Mary Thomas Hart, our chief counsel in the Washington, D.C. office. And it's a big week in Washington. We had the Senate Committee on Environment and Public Works hear some testimony on the Livestock Regulatory Protection Act. So Mary Thomas, can you tell us a little bit more about this bill and why it matters to cattle producers? Sure. Thanks for having me on, Hunter. And, you know, we uh, got out of August recess and and ran straight into a very busy first week of September. Um, So earlier this week, the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee held a hearing on four Clean Air Act related bills, one of which is the Livestock Regulatory Protection Act. Uh, This bill is co-sponsored by four senators from both sides of the aisle, so it's a bipartisan piece of legislation led by Senators Thune, Bozeman, Sinema, and Kelly. Um, And these four senators, I think, you know, share a common interest in letting the Appropriations Committee know, letting the Senate know that they do not believe that agriculture, that that livestock production should be regulated by the Clean Air Act. And we were really happy with that message being carried to the Senate EPW committee. So what is the current state of play now? So how is uh, agriculture regulated by the EPA? And how would this bill fit into what's existing currently? So currently, agricultural producers are not subject to Clean Air Act regulation. That's happening for a couple of reasons. One, Uh, there are no emissions that are subject to Clean Air Act regulation that are emitted by agricultural producers. Agricultural producers, livestock producers, uh, farms and ranches emit ammonia, greenhouse gas emissions, um, and, you know, small trace amounts of other uh, air pollutants, uh, not to the extent that they are subject to federal regulation. But we know that, you know, as each administration considers more and more carefully how to use the Clean Air Act as a tool to combat climate change, that the risk increases when it comes to regulating farmers and ranchers with the Clean Air Act. Um, so we try to take an approach of fixing problems before they become problems, right? Finding a solution uh, for a problem before it really impacts producers across the country. And I think that the the Livestock Regulatory Protection Act is a really good example of that. Additionally, the Livestock Regulatory Protection Act sends a signal to the appropriations committees in the Senate and the House that there are two provisions that have been included in every appropriations package since 2009. Maintaining those provisions are key to keeping farmers and ranchers out of the the realm of Clean Air Act regulation. Those provisions are related to greenhouse gas emissions reporting and direct regulation under Title V. So I think sending an important message to Congress that that this is a a bipartisan uh, goal and also kind of keeping the EPA in line, making sure that they're not unnecessarily using the Clean Air Act to regulate farms and ranches. So I want to dive into the emissions part of this a little bit. So where are these emissions coming from on operations? And in the big picture of the U.S., how big of an impact are they really having on the environment? Great question. So we can kind of break out emissions separately and and look at where they come from on a farmer ranch. So Uh, You know, methane emissions, greenhouse gas emissions primarily come from the animal itself, right? Not from, especially on a beef cattle operation, not from manure management, not from anything uh, industrial that happens on the farm. It's a natural process, right? So you can have cattle 
on grass, out on pasture, that are emitting methane the same as uh, an animal that's that's in a feeding uh, feeding operation. I think that's really important. You know, methane emissions from cattle, methane emissions from livestock are, is a natural process. Um, we're not putting new emissions into the environment the way you know other industrial greenhouse gas emissions function. Um, there are other types of air emissions though that that are emitted on a farm or ranch, and including ammonia emissions from animal waste, um, dust emissions from uh, from a, a feeding operation. And, and we also want to make sure that those are not uh, unnecessarily regulated by the Clean Air Act. And kind of going back to greenhouse gas emissions, you know, I think we, we say this quite a bit on the podcast, but it always bears repeating. American agricultural producers, American livestock producers get pulled into this global conversation about climate change and greenhouse gas emissions. Um, and we get blamed for contributing significantly to climate change uh, using global data sets. But those global data sets really don't apply to American agricultural production and American beef production because we have truly mastered the art of sustainable beef production. You know, producers are always striving to be more efficient in their production practices, striving to have the, the most efficient animals possible. And that not only makes our industry more economically sustainable, but more environmentally sustainable as well. So I want to dive into that sustainability component. How would overregulation from an agency like the EPA harm those sustainability steps that producers have implemented and that just general trend of improvement that we're seeing in the American cattle industry? I think our goal is to always ensure that producers have the, the freedom and flexibility to innovate, right? And and when there are resources available to kind of assist farmers or assist producers in, in implementing those innovative practices, we, we, we appreciate that as well. You know, whether it's through USDA voluntary conservation programs, state and local conservation programs, uh, we appreciate the existence of those programs. But I think at our core, we want to make sure that, you know, whatever a cattle producer wants to do with their land and with their animals, that they have the freedom to do it effectively, right? That, that they can maximize the potential of their business, of their operation, whether that be through, you know, innovative grazing practices, innovative feed practices, um, you know, the genetics that they choose for their herd. Um, those are all tools in a rancher's toolbox. And we want to make sure that the federal government doesn't get in the way of a rancher using every tool that's available. Well, Mary Thomas, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.